began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise. He calleth thee, and he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Let us pray. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, God, to be in your house. Uh, God, Lord, we just pray, God, for the next few minutes. Uh, Lord, you just settle down in this place. God, Lord, just pray that we could be a blessing unto the people. Uh, God, Lord, but nonetheless, Lord, I pray that your will, God, to be done. Lord, pray you calm our nerves, touch our lips. We'll thank you and we'll praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Uh, no doubt, probably familiar scripture. We've all heard about blind Bartimaeus over the years. Uh, but I just want to put, point a few things out and give you just a little thought and I'll, I'll sit down. But we find blind Bartimaeus here. The first thing we see is we see his condition. We see his condition. Verse 46, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho, with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. So the first thing that we see here is not only is there leaving Jericho that he has his disciples with him, and the Bible says a great number of people. We don't know how many, but we do know there's a great number uh, but we find that he's blind and he's sitting there begging. Uh, I thought about his condition and how poor of a condition he was in, not just monetarily, but physically the condition that he was in. And if you get to thinking about uh, anything, once you get to that state of somebody coming blind, whether they were born blind, whether they were injured or become blind over time, there's a lot of function that they lose. Uh, now, we understand that he's still independent here. I don't see anybody here doing anything for him. We see that he is 100% on his own. He is 100% doing this himself. Uh, but we see nonetheless his condition. And i got to think about how bad that is. Uh, you know, and I understand that these people that live perfectly normal lives being blind. And, and God bless them. Now, you talk about having faith and pressing on. That's it. Because you close your eyes and start walking around in here, you're going to run into something, you're going to trip over something, you're going to fall over something. It's really going to impede your daily life, and it's going to really set you aside. And that's where we find Bartimaeus here in the Scripture. So we see not his condition, but I want to, I want to move pretty fast here and get where I want to get. But I also see the cries that come out of him. The Bible says there in 47, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. So I see that there was hastiness that takes place here. He didn't, he didn't stop to say, I wonder if this is really Jesus coming through. I wonder if this might really be Jesus coming through. It says that when he heard, now we understand that there's a multitude of people that are with Jesus and his disciples here. I believe that somebody was telling of the things he had been doing. I believe somebody was praising and worshiping Jesus during this time period out of this great multitude. Maybe it was even one of the disciples, but nonetheless he heard. Now if you go to the other accounts of, of uh, Bartimaeus here in the Scripture, some of them says that he asked. 
who was coming. That he asked what was the situation, what were they doing, who was it. And so, but we find here that once he finds out that this is Jesus of Nazareth, that he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now I understand that we're looking at this and this is a a, a physical miracle that's going to take place in this scripture. But I've never, this is another great picture of salvation. You think about being blind, you think about calling out under the name of Jesus, and that's exactly what he's doing here. Amen. I'm thankful for the time that he come by my way, and I had the opportunity to cry out to him. But the Bible says that he cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. Now I think it, it takes note here that his persecution come from the brethren. His rebuke come from the brethren here. We don't know if it was the disciples. It just says in many. It may have been a disciple or it may have just been the multitude that was following Jesus. But they charged him to hold his peace, to be quiet, to stop. And I feel like that's where we're at in today. I feel like uh, so many times you start talking about Jesus. You start calling out his name. You start praying in public. You start getting about God's business. There's going to be people, more than likely even some of them, the brethren, that's going to tell you to hold your peace. Amen. If I could encourage you tonight, it ain't time for us to hold our peace. We're in a day and age that when there's too many lost people, there's too many family members, friends, acquaintances falling off into the pits of hell for us to be a holding our peace today. And I think about this, a blind Bartimaeus, a nobody. He was a nobody. And he was sitting there at the gate begging. He was blind. He needed somebody. And then they tell him to hold his peace. But hold on here. It says... But he cried the more a great deal. He cried the more a great deal. So not only does he say, I'm not going to stop crying out. Not only does he say, I'm not going to stop calling upon his name. But I'm going to cry out even louder. I'm going to even cry out the more. And I believe there, and I believe it was Matthew's account, it said the so much more. And I got thinking about how that would have been. And you think about that when he would have said, have mercy on me. And the people, so we know that he's getting their attention here. He's getting everybody's attention because they're charging him here to be quiet, to hold your peace. Again, if you're living in this old world, if you, if you work in a public job, if you work in a public setting, amen, there's going to be some people that's going to tell you to hold your peace. There's going to be people that's going to tell you just to go sit down and be quiet. Now I got thinking today about how we're looked, uh, we're about looked at anymore like a bunch of rebels, like we're doing some heinous crime being a Christian. You know the world and society. If you're looking for society to take up for you, you're in the wrong spot. Amen. If you're looking for them to take up for you, you're in the wrong place. Because if you watch the news, they have a couple, few select groups they like to take up for, and it ain't Christians. Amen. But we're getting to the day and age that it's time that we need to step up, quit holding our peace, and let's start calling upon the name of God. We need to start calling on that name. I got to wondering what would happen if, if we would kind of take a little bit from Bartimaeus here, and the next time somebody just comes by, and I'm guilty of this, and somebody says, hey, if you don't mind, preacher, would you pray for so-and-so? Hey, when you pray, would you pray for me? Would you pray for this? What happened to the day, and, and I'm guilty, this, this is on me right here, but what happened to the day 
that we said, I'll pray for you, but let's pray right now. Not, yeah, I'll remember you. And nine times out of ten, correct me if I'm wrong, we forget about them. I do. I've got the memory of a goldfish. I forget about stuff. But so many times, what would happen if we do like Bartimaeus, quit worrying about what the crowd thought, quit worrying about what everybody else thought, and just call out and ask God for His mercy. That's all He said. Have mercy on me. What a phrase. So simple. It ain't elegant, but it's simple. Have mercy on me. Not once does He ask Him to, but at least twice. I believe it was multiple times. I believe it was over and over and over until He got all their attention. So we not only see His cries, but we also see Jesus' compassion. Thank God for His compassion. Verse 49, it says, And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Again, I like to, I like to take this at face value and see the miracle that's going to take place. But boy, I got thinking about the whole time I was studying this out. The day that I got saved. That Jesus got still and He started calling unto me. He said, just, just come on. Just come on. If you're lost, He's calling you. I promise you that. But it says, And He, casting away His garment, rose and came to Jesus. So we see that Bartimaeus not only got up to go, but it says, casting away His garment, He rose and came to Jesus. You say, well, what was he doing here? He was getting anything and everything out of his way that was going to be between him and Jesus that could get in the way of him, him and Jesus or could hinder him from getting to Jesus. He was ready to leave everything he had. I understand he was a poor be- blind beggar sitting at the gate, but he left everything he had right there to go to Jesus. And I got thinking, if you're going to truly get all in You're going to have to leave stuff behind. And I thought about Bartimaeus didn't say, well, hold on a second. Let me pile my stuff up here where I can find it in a minute. Now, remember, he's blind. But it says he cast it to the side there, casting away his garment. In my opinion, I believe he shucked up, and I believe he took off towards Jesus as hard as he could go. You say, well, he's blind. I don't care. I still believe he headed in the right direction. Amen. But he was willing to leave it all, he was willing to drop it all to get everything out of the way so that he could get to Jesus. How often do do I get things in my life that hinder me from getting to Jesus? Not from Jesus getting to me, but from me getting to Jesus. You say, well, how does that work? Well, plain and simple, sin, idols. We get things in our life that get in between us and Jesus. And we ain't no better off than Bartimaeus here. We need to shuck them to the side. We need to cast them away. And we need to get them out of the way and quit hindering our relationship with God. I believe you was talking about the relationship with Christ this morning, Trey. If we're going to have that relationship, we got to get everything between us and Him out of the way. It don't work like that. But it says there that He came to Jesus and Jesus answered, And he said unto him, What wilt thou 
What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Verse 52, it says, And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. We see not only his compassion, but now we get to see Bartimaeus' completeness. He come full circle. And I thought about, I wondered in my mind what kind of a time period this was. And I, I get little weird questions on my mind when I'm studying. I think that's just one of the personal things that God gives you. He gives you some of them little questions that you may never know the answer to. But I got to think about how long this must have took place between him hearing that Jesus was coming by, him calling out unto his name, being rebuked by the, by the multitude, crying even louder, and then Jesus saying, just come unto me, call, bring him unto me. And then we see there in verse 52 that not only did he get a physical healing, but he got a spiritual healing because of his faith. Because of his faith. Again, I don't see no elegant prayer that comes out of this. I don't see nothing elegant, Gabe, that that comes out of this prayer. But I see a man with faith believing that Jesus was who he said he was. It says there, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. You know, I found it interesting it didn't say in a little while he got his sight. After a while he got his sight. After a while he blinked his eyes and he slowly got to seeing a little bit better. The Bible says, and immediately he received his sight. Now there's no other way uh, to explain that. There's no medical explanation for that. There's no scientific explanation for that except for Jesus. He is the only explanation there for that in the Scripture. There, there's nothing, there's no way to even sit down and break that down to say, well, he probably had this condition and all of a sudden his sight came back. No, he was blind. He didn't have a little vision. He wasn't color blind, nothing like that. He was blind as blind could be, but he immediately received his sight. I believe it went 20-20 just like that on his sight. It says, and he followed Jesus in the way. And he followed Jesus in the way. Not a way, but in the way. So after he got what he needed physically, he got what he needed spiritually. He didn't just say, well, I appreciate it, Lord. I'll catch you later. The Bible said, and followed Jesus in the way. He become, in my opinion, he become part of that multitude that was following him. I believe Bartimaeus, and I believe another account there that says... Uh, that they seen it and everybody worshipped and everybody praised because they seen what he had done there. I got thinking how many times do we use Jesus in that kind of fashion? We get what we need from him and then we say, well, I'll be back when I need something later. I'll be back when I need to, when I need to talk to you. I'll be back when a storm comes in my life. I'll be back when things ain't going great. We use that spare tire method so often we put up that spare tire that we use him when we only when we need him, but the rest of the time we leave him uh, just like a spare tire in the back underneath it most of the time. But what I thought about Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus here was I looked in today about the tears that he would have cried. You say, well, he was blind. 
Well, I didn't know that blind people could cry regular tears. I didn't know if their eyes functioned. You laugh at me here. But I believe there was great tears that come out of Bartimaeus. I believe there was tears that would have been shed at this point in his life. But I'll ask you this, and I'll turn it, I'll turn it over to Bradley. I'll ask you this. Are you sitting there quiet? Are you ready to call out? You say, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, if you're lost, amen, if you're lost this evening, I can promise you there's not one better decision that you'll ever make in your life than to cry out to Jesus. I promise you it's the best decision that you'll ever make. If you'll accept a blind beggar, Bartimaeus, a nobody, don't you think he would accept you too? And in the same way that he told Bartimaeus, come unto me. When they said call, and he came unto him. That's the same way he'll do to you. You say, well, I'm saved. Well, maybe you've got something going on in your life. And it's time that you need to make your way to him. And make known what you need him to do. Too often I leave the little things out and think, thank God don't care. Too often I try to take things into my own into my own hands and I try to do what I want to do with them instead of just getting to where I need to be and getting close to Him and asking Him to do what needs to be done. So I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know what's going on in anybody's life but my own. But I wonder if maybe there wouldn't be somebody here tonight that says, I've got something going on. I'm going through a storm. I'm going through something. But I need to get to the point that I'm ready to call out and I'm ready to cry out to Him and I need this to be done. I wonder tonight, somebody said, Preacher, the message spoke to my heart. I don't know if you're saved, if you're lost, but you've got a need, something you need to talk to the Lord about. Preacher tonight, I want to come and get the altar. It's like blind Bartimaeus just want to come and call out on him. He was blind, Bartimaeus. His blindness had gotten where it defined who he was. I think when they called his name, they always said blind first. But not after this day. Not after this day. I wonder tonight if there's one to say, Preacher, I want to come pray. 